Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Edgeguard, the podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Blake. I'm here with Jordan. Oh, my goodness. Speed Yeah, you like that? You want to get, you're very efficient. You've, you've gotten it down yeah. to a, a science. Yeah, I've, I've really, I'm optimizing my life uh, yeah. as one might in a video game. If you didn't catch that, yeah, my yeah. name you, is Blake. My co-host is Jordan. And today we're here to talk about uh, video games. Weird video games. Edgy video games. Hopefully not edgy. Video um, games on the edge? Uh, they're on the edge of glory and they're hanging on no we're not going to do this uh, today <laughs> we're here to discuss a game uh that is actually uh recommended to us by a listener we i have yeah. probably done that before uh but this uh at least one other time yeah. this game comes to us uh by recommendation of uh nearly legless nate on twitter at snivets s-n-i-v-e-t-s oh, funny name actually thank you nearly legless nate for sending this to us like uh three months ago <laughs> <laughs> two months ago um uh, the game we are playing is the league of lonely geologists which is a game where you might guess you are well i guess i don't know it's league of lonely geologists kind of specific but you're a, a rock guy you know mm-hmm. yes At minerals uh, too i suppose uh and this is a game by uh oh yeah Takori. no so i think it's takor the second maybe or is it just takori well they i thought there was itch, a space earlier on itch mm. it's just tack so yeah i think uh, you're right i think it is just takori yeah. with two eyes yeah created they, by takori art by young video games mm-hmm. and music by mc heifer zenuel <laughs> and is your guy uh, mc oh, heifer lots of, i didn't lots of funny names to get i didn't get today. it until i read it yeah that's a good one <laughs> um anyway this is a game where you have um hmm, how to describe basically you are presented with some dirt (laughs) that you can sort of scroll around on uh, and occasionally you'll find a little uh, pile of rocks if you dig in that pile of rocks you'll discover a new uh assumingly assume i'm assuming this is like a procedurally generated or oh yeah it is you know uh rock and then you get to name your rock and write a note about it and then it gets added to like a journal uh, and you can look at other people's rocks Mm-hmm. There's so, there are other things you can do, but yeah, you I have guess. to put input a name when you start. So everyone's rock has you name the rock. It has the name of the person who discovered it, and then you get to put a little note there, uh, saying what you uh, whatever you want. Actually, there's no restrictions, but people usually put some some witty or evocative description of their rock. Yeah, or some people had like a more of like a, a theme around mm-hmm. their uh, like there was one person who framed all of theirs. Uh, their um, their notes as like logs, and so it was kind of interesting. They were like sort of mm-hmm. trying to tell a story through the. Oh, uh, I didn't the encounter logs. anything like that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I tried to. I did very um, probably because I wasn't clicking on any that were. I did very few uh, that were by the same person. I tried to look at as broad a scope of people's rocks as possible, just because I was curious how, like, how many people have played this game and how many previous uh, geologists have left their mark in the book. And yeah. did, did you scroll all the way to the back? I was curious. So I did. Oh, um, you did. No, I, I didn't. Yeah. I, there's 549 pages. Or yeah. There was when I, I mean, it. if there's you like a lot. on the, on the webpage for the game, uh, it says there've been like 1500. Oh is, yeah. Yeah. That's it right. tells you I've how many geologists rocks, yeah. and how many rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, yeah, I didn't go super deep in other people's rocks. There's some good, there's some good looking rocks, some handsome rocks in here. Yeah. Beautiful rocks. Um, oh yeah. Lo- here we go. Log nine community by Piotr. I've decided not to keep the rocks. I like the most more people should see them. Maybe one day someone will see this one too. Oh shit. Does that mean when you put your rock in the portal that it's sent to someone else's world and they can find it? Oh, okay. Well, we should explain that. Yeah, first. yeah. We should get so. Should get so the that. other thing that is in this game, uh, main thing besides the the rock finding, is if you scroll up, uh, you'll find there's some weird portal uh, in your this dirt world that you're in, and uh, if you st- uh, you can like turn it on and like it has like glowing colors. Uh, I think it's a picture of the moon, actually. Uh, mm. Like, uh, not hundred percent sure, but yeah, I think I, I recognize it as yeah, yeah. And then it's just been colored like red or purple or whatever. And then um, you can stick your rocks in there, and it'll give, and a different rock will pop out. I wonder if yeah, that is what's happening. I thought it was just generating a new one for you, but maybe you're seeing. The rocks from other players that's cool yeah i'm curious so it's I, like the ones that you especially liked you throw into the portal uh and then uh someone else can can yeah, encounter maybe. it i don't know i so i'm looking at uh you know piotr's pictures that it seems like they have i don't know it looks like they have a higher level of control of what the image of their rock looks like i don't know maybe my maybe that's automatically generated too um let me look. No, because all mines are just like here's a rock and well, I guess it. No, I guess that part is random too. Never mind. Alrighty, I'm changing. You thought that maybe there were ways to manipulate? What yeah, because like some of their pictures of a rock have like a hand in them, but I I'm assuming that that's automatic. Anyway, putting the cart before the horse here. <laughs> so yeah, you can sort of like you can go around collecting rocks. There's like a blanket with your some of your stuff on it. That's where the, the book full of other people's discoveries yeah, it, is. It's like you, you've like set up camp there. Like you're an archeologist. Yeah. Or yeah. And yeah, there's, I'm base. trying to think of what else there's also plants that you can uproot. Did you yeah. learn so do, what you can do, do you, with the plants? I did. Did you? Yes. Okay. So the plants you can uproot and you can throw them into the portal. And instead oh. of getting shot, a new plant, you will receive a little, uh, I don't know what the name for them are, but it's basically the thing that you put in a, uh, a gramophone like the, yeah the, the recording the circular recording cylinders yeah. that you put on it because uh, also you have like your league badge that uh is on your blanket and if you throw that in the portal you get back a gramophone <laughs> yeah very you intriguing can, you can uh put the different plants will give you different uh, little recordings little songs yeah. that you can play yeah, there's like sp- between six and ten roughly i think maybe like six oh uh, I, d- I don't know i didn't try that many um, yeah, you eventually I started getting, you can also stick your, uh, recording tubes in to get a different one out. Oh, um, sure. And that, that'll, uh, is there a, I started getting the same one. So I just, is there an easier it. way to get, uh, the recording off of the gramophone than putting it in the portal? Yeah. Right. Click on it. God damn it. <laughs> I swear I tried that, but I must not have, I, I might've misclicked or something. You missed. Yeah. Cause I was like, well, I really have to put it in the portal just to get the recording just to, to switch off? your tunes. Oh wow. man, that does suck. Especially does. since the you can't just leave the gramophone 
right by the portal because the sound is uh is spatial like it'll oh, be quiet you can you can well, you it'll c- make it could, so the sound is quiet that's what that's into, i know you can because i did <laughs> well i, but, I liked uh, having it on the blanket in the middle of the world because then it was a uh, you know it's a similar yeah. uh loudness no matter where i was in the space yeah did you discover the use of the globy thingy no, so I tried figuring that out. I stuck it in the portal. I tried sticking it in the portal when it was the same color as the portal and uh-huh. never never figured out anything. Yeah, what, do you, so what is it? It, it uh, helps you find rocks. Basically, the closer you get to a spot oh. where you can dig up a rock, it'll be uh, it'll go from red to uh, green. So it'll be like yellow if you start getting close, and then it'll turn green. And then uh, once there are no more rocks in your area, it'll go like dark okay yeah it was red at one point and then like dark blue at another and i was like what has changed yeah dark blue is when it's like there aren't any more rock piles i think that's what that means because obviously when it's there's no light in it you can't like move it to so when you've exhausted all the rock piles is there a way to refresh them because i remember when it was dark blue i think it just stayed dark blue uh so i don't think so there was one time where it went dark blue and then it, uh, I went and did something else and then when I came back it was colored again and then I went and dug up a, mm. the rock that it led me to and then it was empty again so my guess is that the game has like a spawning system for the rock piles that you can dig up and um, it they're yeah. like on a timer or something because I, I kind yeah. of got the impression that this game is meant to be um, sort of like not something you play a bunch of in one go, but maybe like you come back and, uh, you know, once a yeah, day, time dig time, up a yeah. couple of rocks and then see come what back people another have come day. up with. Yeah. Yeah. See, see the recent discoveries and then come back later. Um, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. I like that idea. Uh, yeah. it's an interesting, it's interesting that it like leaves, uh, a lot open for the, uh, or the uh, player to kind of like fill in like this sort of Pyotr character, uh, you know, putting logs uh, or treating their um, uh, descriptions as logs and sort of like, I don't know, almost role playing as an actual uh, yeah geologist. Geologist, yeah. And then other people are like, ah, I call this rock alien vomit. Tastes like chicken. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yes. I, it, it is a you know the 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 meaning of the rock finding activity is so open interpretation that yeah, people had uh, the different players had very different uh, attitudes to it. So it was very fun to like just scroll through and see you know there are people that are just totally trolling or people that aren't taking it seriously. People that are taking it super seriously and are like yeah. you know have worked out a whole narrative. People that are like like really trying to respond meaningfully to the actual appearance of their rock. Like okay, what does sure. this look like? Um, and then lots of jokes. Yeah. I like this one. It's called gay beacon. Only gay portals can carry all the gayness of this rock. Only gay <laughs> heart can see this all can see this, all the beauty of this same rock. I like that. Wonderful. That to me is beautiful. <laughs> Disco pow pow. Wow. I also like that people have almost like, uh, you know, because people have their, their own like textiles, uh, sometimes you can see what was made by the same person. Like there's, there'll be a string of all lowercase. It's like, oh. mm, that's all the same person. Interesting. 
Yeah, I want huh. I like this one uh, that I ran into that was called rock.exe and you open it up and it's like this rock contains a virus. If you're reading it, it's already too late. <laughs> wow. Wow, there are really a lot of rock. I, I should have spent more time looking at rocks. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I, was I liked more, that part of it. I was more uh, invested in my own in rock finding rocks in my own yeah, rock I, finding. I pretty much spent I spent my time looking through the rocks at first, and then I moved on to trying to figure out how to you know break the portal, uh, and that was my. <laughs> Uh, that was your my goal. Strategy. Break yeah. the portal. Did you did yeah. you successfully break the portal? No, no. It's it's it works. Yeah, it's a <laughs> successful porter. Yeah, or portal. Huh. Um. Uh. I I, I do. Um. I want to hear if there were any others you found that were uh, a shout out to you. I I do want to shamelessly plug mine, which I thought was very clever. Uh. It's uh. I titled it plutocracy like plutocracy uh and then for the description i just put uh this rock is paid for and sponsored by michael bloomberg yeah that's i was good. like well that's got jordan written all over it i mean <laughs> well not to also mention, that my name is high blake <laughs> yeah and yeah not to mention when i opened up the game uh your rocks were the most recent so yeah. like l- literally number one page one is blakeite and it just says hi blake and then has a joke about uh mad world by tears for fears which is very specific um, but uh i don't know this is this is i don't know how to talk about this game jordan i feel like we're just kind of getting rambly but it's kind yeah, of a rambly I mean, game well it's a i mean maybe talk about the, the it, it sort of brings us to uh like topics we've talked about in the context of other games like mm. there's i feel like this is a bit of a i almost wonder if it's like like almost kind of a genre at this point, or if it's just like mm. a lot of itch creators kind of responding to each other. But I feel like games that have like a simple network mechanic where it's about leaving your mark. Like it's not about like playing with someone, but it's about like seeing, it's almost like um, the Dark Souls uh, message system uh, oh, has, sure. has really been taken up by a lot of uh, itch games lately. Yeah. Um, that um, there's the one we played about writing the nice letters to each other. Yeah, kind of um, words. And then uh, the city haze we mentioned recently. Oh, that was another notes. one where you le- left notes everywhere. And so it does seem like. Uh, well, and then uh, also there's something like uh, you know, um, uh, levedad where you're taking pictures and adding them to an online gallery in yeah, a very similar true. way to the rocks here. Yeah, and that is similar here because they also you can look at the the catalog online on Takori's uh, website. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm not yeah, in yeah. the game. I'm so just looking I. at them on the website. Um, uh, yeah, but it's a it's a fun. Um, it's sort of I feel like it's a very uh, itch thing to do because itch sure almost like has this aesthetic of I mean less so now because it's become a little more mainstream. Mm. But for a while, itch was kind of like the platform like had that kind of like you know old internet forum aesthetic sure. but for video games where it's like you know you've kind of stumbled into something that's kind of like you're in the know. There's a lot of yeah. in jokes and it's, it's a little like more, kind of it's like, a little more lawless. And, uh, yeah, yeah I think like yeah. for me is maybe accurate. There's a, uh, yeah, like no one uses bit. their real name. Everyone uses like an anime <laughs> character for their, for their profile picture. Yeah. And, everyone's got a handle and it's all about like, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of like call and response. It's a little bit yeah. more like a, like a community rather than like, ah, we all make here's people that make games where it's yeah. like uh here we're the we're the little weirdos hanging out uh totally making games where you can name a rock pp 
<laughs> yes, 100%. Oh, wow. Oh, pee-pee. you're reacting to PP? PP, if you click, <laughs> so I'm sorry, if you click on PP in the thing, uh, it says discovered by Sebastian, and then the rest of the, the note card is burned. What? Yeah, it's like burned away. Wait, which which page is it on? Uh, page eight. PP, big slong, both are made by Sebastian and like the bottom oh. half of the page is like burned. How do you do that? I don't know how you do that. Maybe Sebastian found a lighter. A hack. Or maybe that's if you leave the description blank. Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean, what more? Did he Clearly he said everything he wanted to say. PP, yeah. big slong. He had nothing to add. <laughs> he got his message across and he was like, Truly. I'm done here. There's nothing more to say. I like Disco Pow Bow. This is Baby Star. <laughs> Rick's um, XGF. Wow. Shut up, Morty. Oh, damn it. It's a Rick and Morty joke. Yes. Um, Rip. But but that's just to say that I think that the the kind of like, um, <clears throat> you know, leave your mark uh, mechanic, is, is it, it feels very like fitting for uh for it for itchio i know i mean another thing that um i don't think this is the case in this one but maybe partially explains the existence of it as a trend on itch is Uh like uh you know itchio is where a lot of people are you know kind of like first uh stretching their game design muscles cutting their teeth cutting their teeth you know like they there's a lot of people who have you know either are self-taught and are trying to get some early feedback or people who are, you know, like game design students and are putting their first project. People that are literally 12 or people that are literally like 12 years old. Uh, And so uh, this is something that, um, you know, uh, like network mechanics like this uh, are, it feels like a kind of milestone in game design. Like, you know, you have to know a little bit about uh, it's probably pretty easy, but it, it requires a level of knowledge that you didn't have when you first started out. And so mm. it's a kind of like it's a it, it fits very well as like a, uh, you know, learning how to how to design games. Um, sure. I don't think that's the case in this one, because uh, there's like a lot of like little touches to this one that mm. make it clear that Takori is a little more of a practice hand. Like, yeah, even even just the fact that like the the um the there's a lot of like minor movements to like your hand like your hand that's holding sure. the compass like it kind yeah, of the like way sways it like waggles back and around forth. and then yeah yeah the sort of and like the, and like all the does. icons and stuff like have some dynamic movement and even color changing so so yeah. you know it's clear this is that's not the case for this game it has kind yeah. of a um like sepia but rather than just being brown it's uh, all the <laughs> colors of the rainbow but kind of like grainy it looks a little bit like um god what was that god ah, wow i'm totally blinking the game where you're on the ship and you can you time is frozen Oberdin. yeah return of the Oberdin. yeah like I, the, I see that too especially a since little bit it's, of a similar um, look uh it it has a kind of like thematically a sort of like 19th century aesthetic yeah, to it like the, yeah like like it feels like um almost the thing i was thinking is like almost steampunk where it's like science fiction yeah yeah but with from the, the 19th century like uh-huh. the portal and like all the the technology you have is like it feels kind of like 19th century and like the it's like just a telescope and like 
Oh, and also the the title feels that way a little to me too. Like yeah, Le- League, League of, of Lonely Geologists, and the the icon uh-huh. almost makes it seem like a kind of like gentleman's scientific yes. society. Absolutely, from, from like Victorian Britain or something. Or yeah, like, I, or it could be a reference to like you know. It also evokes like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, or like, sure. uh, or even like um, the 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 kind of like scientific groups of like Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, where it's just sure. like just like some rich guys who get yes, together and are, do science. We're fancy boys who find dig up rocks in the <laughs> desert and <laughs> throw them, them in a portal with our microscope that costs eighty billion dollars and you can't yeah. afford because you're a plebe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do think that all that this is true. Although, uh, I mean, it, it it's kind of a, a fun mashup of like, uh, you know, this sort of like faux uppity learned man from the eighteen hundreds vibe with like uh, internet shit posting, uh, but also like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it's uh, you're you're right in that this is like kind of a wave that's happening right now of uh, of games that sort of like put in place the a way for you to leave uh your own mark and sort of uh let the the players of the game do whatever they want in this like limited system and kind of like that's the game uh and i do like the comparison you made to the dark souls messages because those are something that like obviously well i don't know maybe this isn't obvious but the um the you know on paper intention of them is to you know help players but also they're there to troll you and also be <laughs> in jokes and you know all that sort of stuff um so it's it's fun uh to yeah to see you know games picking that up and having creative spins on how to be like all right here's a game where you leave your own mark um and how people sort of like flex within that uh, medium to do creative things. Like, yeah, you know. it, it's very much like uh, I imagine it's it can be very fun as a designer to like, you know, scroll back through the the things that people have done with the the thing you created. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I, I was going to say this is actually changing gears a little bit, but something that mm-hmm. I. Uh, just occurred to me um, is the visual aesthetic also kind of reminds me of um, like nineties adventure games, specifically like yeah, mist. Like, oh, like the, okay. I guess it's not really an adventure game, but like puzzle games, like the, uh-huh. the sort of like, like, like the, the, there's probably a name for this, but where it's just like photographs that have, yeah, of, we took a picture and like yes, digitized it, digitized it, but like it looks the, like shit. Cause it's 1994. Yeah. And computers can't really do that. Like your hand uh, in the game is that, yeah, um, or or designed to look like that, um, and then uh, also the the sort of way that each each element is really like obviously a layer. Uh, like uh, the, sure. the portal is on top of the oh the dirt is a photograph too, yeah. Um, uh, that feels really uh, missed to me, and then also the um the like old timiness of the scientific artifacts you use like the telescope and the and the orb and even the portal kind of it, i don't know feels very mist yeah yeah i mean i i haven't played mist but i definitely um i feel where you're coming from with like 90s adventure games of like probably because mist was so like popular and yeah uh, totally. kind it of like set that. you know huge 
that uh, it's spread to many other games. So I haven't seen the genuine article, but I've seen uh, things that were inspired by it too. Yeah, totally. Uh, and sort of like use that uh, aesthetic. Um, yeah, even it's it's become so much of an aesthetic that the the spiritual successor to Miss that they made, Abduction. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, they don't obviously they don't have the same technical limitations, but they still sure. for the the NPCs they still did the thing where they recorded. They did a uh, like FMV. F- F- FMV and then like green screened it into the yeah and, and you can like see the green outline around them and it's like ah, yeah that, that brings me back it's kind of a fun I mean it's 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 kind of like a distinctly video gamey thing right of like ah due to technical I mean I was reading something earlier today about how uh, more than any other uh, medium games uh grow really closely with the technology that they use um and are kind of like defined by it in many ways yeah and so it's it's kind of interesting because you have such that like such a close pairing you can have things that like kind of objectively look bad especially to someone who doesn't like video games or care about (laughs) video games but because there's nostalgia because at one point in time it was the most graphically incredible thing in the world. Uh, it's, you know, reused uh, either for nostalgia or for a like specific uh, effect. Um, I mean, you think of something like Mortal Kombat where it's like, um, God, I'm trying to think of who it was. I think it was Dan Reichert from Giant Bomb who was like talking about how when he saw Mortal Kombat, he's like, this is the best video games will ever look because <laughs> it's literally pictures of real life. So how could it look better? <laughs> Which I mean, he was like a, a, a child at the time or like a tween. Yeah, but so the logic is impl- impeccable. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, even something like uh, this is actually an interesting effect that it had for me, which is that like uh, Donkey Kong Country, I hadn't played until uh, quite recently. Like the, the last SNES couple years. One? Yeah, the original Donkey Kong Country. Mm. I just always assumed that it felt really bad <laughs> because it looks uh not good the look of <laughs> donkey kong country has really not held up because it was like 3d models hand traced in as sprites using but you know, in 2d space yeah yeah in 2d space and so i always just assumed like ah well that game must play like shit too it doesn't oh, it's actually pretty good it feels it, pretty good it does fun. i like ah, at the time i remember being really Im- I mean, you know, I well, guess I was also. I was gonna say at the time, six years is years old. So uh, I loved. That I don't game think you were that old. That game was dope. Well, I wasn't playing it brand new because it came yeah. out when I was like. Yeah, I was gonna say you were like a baby. But we just had a we. My parents were always uh, one generation behind in the game system. So oh, interesting. We had Super Nintendo for a while. Once I was old, uh-huh. we convinced them to oh, get sure, with the times. Sure. But it was like, I don't know. I don't know why, but it was it was a whole thing yeah it always is yeah let me have video games mom i got my i got my cousin's hand-me-down playstation yeah but the playstation it was my uncle's it was my uncle's snes in my case it's always it's always hand me down yeah i got the i got the the playstation but i only got the shitty games because the playstation 2 was backward compatible so my cousin just kept all the games he actually liked and gave me ones he didn't like He, oh, I actually struggle. got a lot of uh, demo discs for that PlayStation one because those were yeah. the games he was willing to give up. So I played a lot of demos of PlayStation one games when I was like five man oh, demos. But, Remember when that was a thing? Yeah. I, I remember demos, like dude. 
not not playing the Metal Gear Solid demo because it's like this is rated M. I'm not allowed to play this demo. <laughs> Which looking yeah. back, it's very funny that like me as a child thought I couldn't look at Metal Gear Solid because it'd be too grown up <laughs> knowing now what Metal Gear Solid is. It's, it's very funny to me. <laughs> um, uh, I wanted to go back to that thing you were saying about how games uh, track really uh, closely to like technological change uh-huh. uh, because I, I hadn't really that uh, I guess I didn't think about that s- super explicitly, but it does. It is interesting that um, it's not just that games track closely to uh, technology in the sense of like, you know, they're designed with the computers of the day, so they always will bear that trace. But it Uh it does seem like there's something like like game designers are um, personally uh, clued in to the technological developments that underlie their uh, their medium much more than in other media. That could be actually totally a misrepresentation of film. I don't know how closely mm. uh, film directors are, you know, up to date on the most uh, recent developments in uh, CGI, probably mm-hmm. reasonably. Well, he- here's my, here's I guess it's, my... it's probably just a bit of a division of labor thing, right? In game design, it's often the same person. Whereas in, yes. uh, in film, you know, it's a huge uh, team. That's many people. Yeah. Um, yeah, whereas, I think, you know, so especially the sorts of games that we'll be talking about, you know, it's one or two people at most. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have like those capacities and those interests uh, in the same person. Yeah. So here's here's my argument is that uh, even like the the simplest, tiniest game uh, is requ- going to require some level of programming, whether that's been abstracted out by some sort of like game creation software or if it's just like straight up a game mm. engine, there's some level of like programming logic and furthermore the first video games uh weren't you know being created as like uh you know uh an art form it was like you think we could make a computer be a game uh yeah you know although you you could maybe make a similar argument for film right like the very first films was just like like inventors tinkering with like uh you know chemicals Uh, yeah so here's here's a question that i have is uh you know is there a similar uh evolution where the early in in the early stages of film it was all about you know technical advancement and you know the advancement of film was like really closely tied to that and then it was once we had reached a certain level of uh of sophistication with film technology that uh the technological advancements became more uh more uh sort of like incremental and so then the medium stabilized and it became a little bit more about you know like aesthetic individual expression Yeah. yeah 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 i mean i think you could sort of tell a story like that i do think um like some of the i'm not like a expert in film history but i've sometimes heard like uh you know a kind of standard narrative of like film experimentation says that like once people like D.W. Griffith are, uh, are like experimenting with like close-ups in different ways in the 19 teens, uh, uh-huh. it's like you've reached the point where the innovations are no longer technical. Like, uh, it's, it's more innovations in how you film, like, like famously there's that close-up in one of his films, I forget they're all, you know, racist, but the, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a close-up of someone clenching their fist and um, and at the time, people, you know, because the the sort of point of reference was theater, 
there was very little like playing with uh, point of view and like oh, closeness sure. and distance. It was mostly like you know set a scene where people are acting and you can see all the action together because uh-huh. it's it's sort of like literally you'd be employing people who like got their training as actors in in theater. Yeah, um, and uh, but then at that point you start experimenting with like the camera as an art object more than the camera as just a, a technology. So yeah, I think that that fits. Yeah. I, so here's, here's something I wanted to kind of like tie in with it, which is that I'm curious if, uh, if games will reach a similar moment where, um, well, I don't know if it'll be the same moment, but I'm kind of speculating that, um, our current trend of like, all right, new console, everything the fidelity is increased and here we go i mean we're kind of uh with each passing uh year reaching a point where uh like games are becoming are so time consuming to make and uh so uh you know large on a hard drive that i'm starting to feel like you know shit's gonna gonna have to give and break down at a certain point where uh rather than what the current sort of like triple a thing of like all right everything looks better and uh it's higher resolution and uh bigger assets and larger download sizes it's like at a certain point either computers will stop uh getting as good as fast which is already happening but clearly not fast enough to slow this down (laughs) or something's gonna have to give because it just like games are already kind of like astronomical in the uh, logistics and the fact that they are able to, uh, you know, exist at all is kind of crazy. And the sort of uh, labor movement that's happening right now, I think, is largely reflective of the sort of like fidelity increase starting to break down because people are going to are having to work so many hours uh, just to produce yeah. games in like a schedule that the industry has come to expect that yeah. uh, it's like at some point this is going to be like not untenable. I mean, it's already untenable if you like come from the standpoint of like, should we be treating human beings this way? <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, and at a certain point it's going to become actually literally impossible or, or yeah. so, so far out of reach that it's like, why would you ever do this? So, so uh, your question is, is the, the sort of like, uh graphical fidelity arms race gonna like exhaust itself yeah uh, yeah is uh, like i feel like it kind of has to so i yeah. actually um was became recently aware of uh, a gdc talk that was actually given in 2005 uh huh. where uh it was apparently it's kind of famous amongst people who have uh, uh been around for a long time in the in this in the scene uh but it's i think it's let's see find the name Greg Hostikian. Oh yeah. Hostikian? I know. Costi- uh, I think it's Costikian. Uh, and the, it, it, it's the, my friends, we are fucked. And then everyone laughs. He says, we are well and truly fucked. The bar in terms of graphics and glitz has been raised and raised until no one can any longer afford to risk anything at all. The sheer labor involved in creating a game has increased exponentially until our only choice is permanent crunch and mandatory 80 hour work weeks, at least until all our jobs are outsourced to Asia. Uh, and that was in 2005. So 15 years on, I mean, things have only gotten worse. And furthermore, I think the speed at which they are getting worse has increased from my perspective of, uh, you know, 
the the size of uh you know triple a quality assets and the amount of work it goes into even the smallest assets is just like astronomical and it's something that like with film you know obviously you can spend a lot of time building a prop but at a certain point uh it only has to look good at to a camera and uh but games there's like this this like obsession and fascination of like i mean but films spend i mean in terms of like the resources that go into mm-hmm. their production, it, you know, it dwarfs video games. Uh, but I guess you're, mm-hmm. but see, does but maybe, it really maybe, though? I don't, I'm not sure that that's true. What? I mean, they have like, you know, like the, like the, you know, blockbuster films, they have like $300 million budgets. What game has a $300 million budget? I mean, they're starting, I'm pretty sure the most recent rockstar game, uh, oh, red dead didn't have some, in astronomically high budget. I mean, you think about it as yeah. like the, the timetable of films are usually shorter, uh, where, and it's, it's a different kind of work. Like, I think that's part of the, the, the interesting thing about, uh, you know, games is that it's like, this is a salaried job where it's like, all right, here's a guy sitting at a desk working on some, yeah. you know, tiny Although, portion of a massive uh, you know, game animators. But yeah, yeah, maybe that's a, <laughs> not yeah. The, that's I mean, it's true. There's definitely there's definitely overlap, but um, yeah. I'm just not sure. Yeah, what I the mean, future I, I guess looks the, like. the, th- the <laughs> one thing I will say is it does seem like um, you know the 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 strategy there seems to be like a kind of like uh, like be about out competing because it's like you know the advantage that the big huge studio with a bajillion dollars and you know film or game studio has over its smaller uh-huh. rivals is precisely its money and so it naturally wants to compete along the axis of the thing that is most it, it can translate its money into in a way that its smaller competitors can't which in film it's like big explosions tanks uh, really high paid celebrity actors and, mm-hmm. you know, all the, the big budget things that like, you know, only the big studios can, can, uh, afford. And then the, the equivalent in, in video games has been for the last, you know, however long, like huge budget spent on like really high tech, uh, graphics. Yeah. Um, and, and so now it's like the, the sort of, competitive constraint where it's like, you know, we want to do the thing that is like, uh, our competitors can't do cause they don't have as much resources as we do. They will have to find some other way to, to sink all their money into that besides, uh, graphics. If they hit like, yeah, a, a well, or will limit. they, or will it, or will it just become, I don't know. Games will take 15 years to make because the <laughs> fidelity is so high or yeah. I mean, it'll just I be 10,000 people working on it or something crazy. I do think part of the story of the last, like say 10 years in, in video games with like the expansion of the, the indie scene is like, uh-huh. it's become harder. Or I guess it maybe it hasn't become harder, but uh, so much space has opened up for like games where the thing that draws you to them is not, graphics in fact it's like irrelevant to you and you can Mm -hmm. still be like a crazy bestseller you know maybe not on the scale of the huge studio games yeah it's definitely the 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 amount of money you're going to make is not going to be as much but but you can have a lot of success and actually you know now that i think about it the 
One thing that a lot of the big studios are, are transitioning to is subscription-based games, right? Well, because but maybe that's a, a somewhat different. No, issue. I mean that it is, but that that just ties into something that I was going to bring up uh, because I did some research while you were talking about your last point because uh, <laughs> you said didn't you say three hundred million dollars? Like movies have a crazy budget. That was the number I threw out. Yeah, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five had a budget of two hundred sixty-five million dollars. Oh damn! Okay, that's like a film now, budget. Yeah, yeah. Now, what would you? How much money would you guess it has made? This is a very recent article. I uh, I believe I heard actually recently that it's made the most of any. Uh, it is the piece most of successful media. single entertainment title ever. So like, a but billion, how much right? money? Two billion, a billion. It broke six, a billion, right? Six billion. Oh wow, that is. Astonishing so, sum of money. <laughs> isn't that isn't that wild? Uh I I heard uh like part of this news was that uh twenty nineteen was the biggest year for Grand Theft Auto five thus far, which is crazy because came out it's not what? like Grand Theft Auto is in the news uh you know right now, yeah. but it's it's sold more than it has any year since it came out or like a- any year, I think at all, like total, even more than the year it came out in twenty nineteen which is like wow what the fuck like i don't know it's it's crazy how much money big video games make anyway i feel like we're going oh we've gone all the way off the deep end we started we started just talking about like uh like the technological history of like game graphics which was relevant to uh uh, to the league of lonely geologists and then just complete tangent on (laughs) the economics of big studios yeah um which, All right, you know. just one more. I'm looking up Red Dead Redemption 2 budget. Let's see. Naturally. And then Ooh. and then look up League of Lonely Geologist budget. You think that's online? <laughs> Zero uh, dollars. Given that it's free, I'm ne- going to say no budget. Negative dollars. Uh, this uh, doesn't have, it looks like they, they haven't released like what the budget. This Someone says between 80 and, and 100 million. That doesn't yeah, seem. I think, uh, I think the, the, um, on average, it seems like it's probably the case that you know a AAA game has a smaller budget than a yeah uh, than like than a the, huge the big huge bu- big budget I mean because it's also like it has a sm- like a smaller audience even though it's an enormous audience it's still like you know m- not as many people play video games as watch movies although that that too yeah, is like that's not becoming less and less, less true. and less true every year so let's look up uh oh my. I was going to look up God of War 2018. I wonder what the budget there was. Sorry, we're, I'm almost done, Jordan. I'll almost free you <laughs> from this. Um, he said, blah, blah, blah. Estimate around 180 million. But these are like kind of fast and loose. Yeah, depending on how you measure it, the Mario franchise over its li- lifetime has made $31 billion. Yeah, uh, but. <laughs> Huh. Anyway, uh, uh, did you have anything else to say about the the league of uh, <laughs> of lonely geologists? Uh, no, I guess the only thing would be to give it a, a plug and say you should check it out on uh, on itch. And yeah, it's free. Why submi- not submit a rock of your own? Yeah, make um, the edge guard stone the collection. Yes, make the edge guard stone, but only if it's uh, pretty. It better be a pretty looking rock if you do that. Yeah, a, a purple and gray rock. You know, it's got to be on the theme. Oh, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel um, that. All right. Well, with that, uh, do you want to tell the people about what we're going to play next week? Uh, yes, we are going to oh, play. Oh, actually, not next week. Um, I right. will be 
uh oh god actually it might be next week we can probably record next week uh, at, uh, <laughs> we'll figure that out next, outside of the podcast next episode next uh, episode next no, episode. we're not sure when you'll hear it but next uh, episode uh, because blake will be out of the country uh, uh-huh. is uh haunted ps1 demo disc 2020 Mm. Uh, which is a game it's got a, it's been in the, you know, in the feeds a little bit. So you might yeah. have heard of it, but it's, uh, it's a game that is, seems to be a kind of like, um, collection style where it's recreating the like feel and graphical style of a bunch of, uh, uh, PS one games. Um, well, and just PS one demo discs, my cousin, pawned off on me because all the good games he kept to play yes, for himself exactly. on his Except ps2 this time it's it's all of them in one it's like 20 20 demos yeah well no i don't mean, exist that's literally what my my, my cousin gave me the de- like demo discs i oh, had would probably have five bolt. or six demo discs that were mm-hmm. like this exact thing oh okay you're familiar with demo discs aren't you jordan uh no no i'm not i never Wait, had what this. i never had a P- playstation one well, that doesn't matter. They they had them up until like even uh, like Xbox 360 era. I remember mm. like early demo discs. So the idea was it was you had multiple game demos on one disc. Yeah. So you would mm. go to um, like Toys R Us or something and they would have like a seasonal demo disc and they would uh, give it to you for free. And it just had uh, demos of a bunch of games with the idea being that like hopefully you would come back and buy the game buy one, uh, or you'd yeah. get them from like pizza hut or or oh my god dude it's i can't believe you you never experienced demo discs no no demo discs are like yeah i definitely like you know go to best buy or maybe not best buy i remember toys r us definitely had demo discs or like a official xbox magazine had their demo disc that they would send that you got like with the magazine uh I can't believe you didn't. Right. I'm gonna have these. to. I guess I'm gonna have to do a little research for the next Here, episode. I'll have otherwise, to, Giant otherwise Bomb Blake, does. Blake is gonna dominate the conversation. Yeah, so. Giant Bomb <laughs> does a as a video series where they like have a bunch of old demo discs uh, that they've kept around and they just play them and like talk about them. So you, you'll have to you'll have to uh, you know watch just so you can experience them beforehand. Uh, naturally but yes please yeah. send them to me well anyways the pl- the listeners of our podcast need only uh-huh. experience the haunted demo disc in advance uh-huh. of the episode and if you'd like a uh, link to this game uh you should follow us on twitter at edgeguard cast which is where we uh tweet out uh links to our new episodes links to the games we play twitter handles of the creators that they have them and as uh, this week's episode indicates, also, it's where we accept recommendations for new episodes uh, for games to look at. So if you have one, uh, something like the League of Lonely Geologists that you want us to talk about, uh, you think would be a good fit, uh, you should tweet at us uh, at EdgeGuardCast. Um, it's a great time. Uh, be a part of the community. So that's that's where that's at. Um, so go ahead and follow us there. Uh, we'll play the Haunted PS1 Demo Disc 2020 next week. And uh, we will talk to you then.